Hello, dear friends. Hope you all have been peaceful in the Lord during the past week. May grace and peace abound in the God Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome back to Revelation Bible Study from the Last Days Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's study, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is Revelation number 34. It's time for us to listen and understand the book of Revelation in order to know the coming future events and to overcome this world with the knowledge of the truth and live in hope. Whether you're a preacher or a listener, let this be a time to hear the voice of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Chapter 16, which we are currently studying, is the final part of the tribulation. First of all, the tribulation is the final suffering of the Jews, the descendants of Jacob, the nation of Israel. We must understand that Daniel's 70th week is where they are disciplined and repent of their sins. Their Messiah was sent, but they killed him. Likewise, those who do not believe in Jesus Christ now do not value the death of Jesus Christ, and they do not realize that they are sinners. They can be regarded as the same as those who indirectly killed the Lord. Therefore, when the Holy Spirit came to earth, he is rebuking that not believing in Jesus Christ is a sin. God gave the law, and the reason why he gave the law was to realize sin, but the Israelites did not realize this. Likewise, people in the world today have heard the word of God, but they do not realize that they are sinners, and they do not realize how wicked the human heart is. So it is the duty of Christians to convince them of their sins through the gospel. Whether Jews or Gentiles, those who do not yet believe in Jesus Christ, will face the tribulation. Therefore, those who now have been born again by the Holy Spirit must know that when the Lord descends into the air, all the true members of the church, the body of the Lord, that is, the true bride of Christ, will be raptured. 
Regardless of how long you have been attending church or have a position in the church, you must understand no one can ascend to heaven unless they are regenerated by the Holy Spirit. And if you do not truly believe in Jesus Christ, you truly are nothing without Him and you will live in sin and end up in hell after you die. Therefore, the great things that will happen during the tribulation are hope for the born-again saints. While there is tribulation happening on earth for seven years, the children of God, the brides of Christ, go up to heaven and become participants in the wedding banquet, as in Revelation chapter 19. The Lord said, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Revelation 19 verse 9 People say the book of the Revelation is scary. But no one born again of the Holy Spirit will be present on the face of the earth during the tribulation. That is why the word church appears in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, but is no longer seen from chapter 4 and onwards. After Apostle John heard the voice telling him to come up hither, and went up to heaven. The word church, the body of Christ, is no longer shown during the tribulation because the Holy Spirit, who makes the body of Christ, ascends together. Therefore now is the age of grace, the age of the Holy Spirit, and the New Testament age. Anyone who denies Jesus Christ and does not receive his forgiveness of sins is bound to face the tribulation. So this message is the fragrance of death to unbelievers. However, it will be a blessing if you believe in Jesus Christ by smelling the scent of death. Also, there are God's children who are suffering right now. Those who fully believe in and rely on the Lord suffer on earth to preach the gospel. But these people will go up during the tribulation receive their prize at the judgment seat of Christ, and partake in the seven-year wedding banquet as Christ's bride. Therefore, the book of Revelation is a message of blessing. Do you feel fear in your heart when you hear these words? There is a penalty for being afraid. However, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, now and today is the time to receive salvation and grace. Armageddon is shown from chapter 16, verse 16. This is the final war. The Bible says all nations of the earth will be gathered to battle at Armageddon to oppose the Lord descending from heaven. As 200 million troops are killed, the river of blood they shed will reach 1,600 furlongs, roughly 200 miles, at the height of the horse reins. Let us continue reading from 1616 and study the Word of God by comparing it with other scriptures. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Armageddon literally means hill of the multitudes. The word Megiddo means valley of the multitudes. It means that an army of 200 million will gather in a specific area. The area is clearly marked on New Testament maps. 
Long ago, the Lord spoke to the prophet Zechariah in chapter 12, verse 11. In that day shall there be a great mourning in Jerusalem, as the mourning of Hadad-Driman in the valley of Megiddo. This passage refers to the second coming of Jesus Christ, and this is the valley of Megiddo. The location is spoken of as a valley here, but in other passages as a hill. It was also prophesied through the prophet Joel. Here are just the key points from chapter 3, verses 11, 12, and 16. Assemble yourselves and come, all ye heathen. Let the heathen be awakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. The Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. These passages undoubtedly indicate this is a future event. The Bible is the textbook of future history. Anyone who does not believe that the Bible is the actual history of the past, present, and future will not prepare for the return of Christ. In this passage, we see that Jesus Christ will return to earth for wrathful vengeance on his enemies, the unbelievers. His enemies will consist of the General Assembly of the United Nations. This is a worldwide religious act in which people gathered against Israel, and the Bible clearly states ten kings of the east with the cavalry force of 200 million will lead behind it. They will gather nowhere else but in Palestine. They will invade Israel in order to completely destroy them. The armies will come up from the northern valley toward Jerusalem. Also, the Bible says that they will eventually be trampled on by the Lord Jesus Christ as their blood will flow 160 miles from Kishon River to Jordan River at roughly at the height of three feet. The Bible also says the feet of the horses and their riders will be drenched in blood. In Isaiah chapter 63, the Bible clearly testifies through Isaiah that the blood splattered on the Lord's clean white garment caused it to turn red. Throughout the Bible, there are more detailed passages of Christ's second coming than his first coming. Therefore, since the second coming of Christ will bring about the end of this world, we will live hopelessly if we do not know this. People only like it when they are physically healthy, rich in substance, and all things go well for them. But the true hope, the blessed hope, is as stated in Titus 2.13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. The earth is hopeless until He comes back. It is possible only when He comes back. That's why the Lord said to pray like this, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth, as it is in heaven. Continuing with Revelation 16, verse 17 and 18. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake, and so great. 
An earthquake occurs when the Lord comes. The book of Hebrews says not only will the earth shake, but the heavens will also. What would the quaking of the heavens be like? Earthquakes alone are tremendous now, but could you imagine heavens shaking? It will be greater than the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco. It will be bigger than the earthquake of Alaska in 1917. If we look at the terrible earthquakes that occurred in the time of King Uzziah in the Bible from Isaiah 24, we will also be able to see what the condition of the Lord's day of second coming will be like. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled. For the Lord hath spoken this word, The earth mourned and fadeth away, the world languisheth and fadeth away, the haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinances, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The new wine mourneth, the vine languisheth, and the merry-hearted do sigh. The mirth of tabrets ceaseth, the noise of them that rejoice endeth, the joy of the harp ceaseth. They shall not drink wine with a song, strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it. The city of confusion is broken down, every house is shut up, that no man may come in. There is a crying for wine in the streets, all joy is darkened, the mirth of the land is gone, and the city is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. When thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people, there shall be as the shaking of an olive tree, and as the gleaning grapes when the vintage is done. They shall lift up their voice, they shall sing for the majesty of the Lord, they shall cry aloud from the sea. Wherefore glorify ye the Lord in the fires, even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isles of the sea. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, My leanness, my leanness, woe unto me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously, yea, the treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundation of the earth do shake. The earth is utterly broken down, 
The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Isaiah 24, verse 1 through 20. All the prophecies in the book of the prophets speak of the final judgments in the book of Revelation. Even though they had eyes and ears, they could not see or hear. Those who truly do not repent before God and harden their hearts do not understand the word when they read it, and do not understand it when they hear it. Therefore, in order for God to judge the Israelites, He told the prophet Isaiah to blind their eyes and deafen the ears, so that they could not see or hear. God makes the unrepentant to believe in false things. They follow the world by misunderstanding the truth and believe in lies. Many false teachers have shown up. The time has come for these false teachers to deceive the hearts of the simple by good words and fair speeches. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. They follow a lot of absurd stories, such as how people have accumulated various wealth because they have good faith, and that they have achieved physical success more than God's word. How can I be successful like that? But God's word is completely different from our thoughts. God's word tells us not to put up our hope in this world. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. James 4.4 God is a jealous God, so he said to serve only God. We cannot serve God along with substance and wealth. It is one of the two, one or the other. There is no middle ground. Am I really serving God or am I serving money? That also includes my own body. It's sad to see Christians these days seek only the physical well-being, but not spiritual health. Revelation 16 verse 19 says, And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God, to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. We learn that this book of Revelation speaks in four parts and speaks simultaneously in different ways in describing the tribulation. Just as the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John record different aspects of the same timeline, the book of Revelation deals first with the seal judgments, next the trumpet, and then third, the vials, and then fourth, with the activities of the Antichrist during the tribulation. These four judgments have been mentioned in four different aspects. As this is not in an orderly way, but they will all occur simultaneously in the latter three and a half years of tribulation. And as such, we have now seen through the text that Babylon will be destroyed. The destruction of Babylon the Great is detailed in chapter 18, verse 2. Nevertheless, as we have already learned, we also hear in chapter 14 that Babylon has fallen. And in 16, verse 19, we saw that it collapsed again in the part we just read. These three verses are simultaneous events. However, the explanation is given in another chapter. Revelation chapter 14 verse 8 deals with the destruction of Babylon under the reign of Antichrist. And chapter 16, the destruction and the judgment of the vile pouring out wrath. Then in chapter 17 and 18 shows us the detail of these events. 
We learn how the Babylon the Great fell and what it is and the fact that it still exists. Therefore, God's word is future history, but we have to discern it while looking at the things that are in the present. Ecclesiastes says there is nothing new under the sun. In other words, the old Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes still exist today. There are numerous religious ministers who do not believe in Jesus Christ. We are to know them by their fruits. We aren't to listen to them, and look, but look at their fruits. The Pharisees told to keep the law that they could not keep. That's why the Lord said to listen to their words and not learn their ways. No matter how well they speak, if their actions aren't right, as the Lord called them, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! We must spiritually discern that they exist even today. So far we can see that the second coming of Jesus Christ has not yet occurred in the vile judgment. The Lord will come after it is completely over. We see the armies gathering in Revelation 16 verse 13 and 14. And the rapture after the tribulation. The gleaning of the saints during the tribulation are shown in 16 verse 15. Then the destruction of Babylon in 16 verse 19. We will then see the second coming actually taking place in chapter 19 verse 1. Also you should know that chapter 17 and 18 are detailed description of 16 verse 19. Let's look at Revelation 16 verse 20 and 21. And every island fled away and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, and the plague thereof was exceeding great. The hailstone disaster. Picture eight pound bowling ball falling from the sky. Truly unbelievable. The damage is enormous, even if the hailstones were the size of a fist. But an eight pound bowling ball sized hailstone? For reference, in April 1803, 10 pound hailstone fell on the village of Lagle in the Normandy region of Blanchet. It's quite possible, but most people didn't see it. And anyone who has read the nuclear bomb test report from Bikini Atoll know that the bomb changed the atmosphere, dropping hailstones weighing 10 to 20 pounds on the battleships and caused enormous damage. However, the U.S. government has covered it up, keeping it a secret from the people. Stones fell from heaven when Joshua was battling in Joshua chapter 10, verse 8 through 13. It is clear that Joshua is a type of Jesus Christ. Just as Joshua led the people into the land of Canaan, and now Jesus will come to lead the Israelites to the land of Canaan, in the land of Palestine. Joshua's war can be understood as a model of Battle of the Armageddon. Great stones fell from the sky back then, which is hail. They wouldn't have known it at the time that it was hail. Just as stones fell, large hailstones weighing 8 pounds will fall during the tribulation just before the Lord's second coming. Nevertheless, people will blaspheme God because of the hail. They don't know how to repent. Even today, people don't know how to repent when a great disaster comes, but rather harden their hearts. As such, we see that people are not getting any better through the entire tribulation period, but they get worse. It's like that these days. 
but just how wicked will the people be during the tribulation? Jesus Christ shed blood and water on the cross of Calvary, and yet it is still full of unbelievers in the world. Also, after the Lord had His ascension to heaven, the Holy Spirit came to this earth and rebuked the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment, saying that not believing in Jesus is sin, and of righteousness, I go to the Father, and you see me no more. Ultimately, because of the righteous works of Jesus Christ, how he died on the cross for our sins, rose again on the third day, and went to hell instead of us, all our sins are washed away, and when we believe in Jesus Christ, we become justified. Not having to go to hell again and gaining eternal life through the Holy Spirit, isn't this what righteousness is all about? He rebuked that no one can go to heaven without the righteousness of believing in Jesus Christ. Regarding judgment, the ruler of the world is judged. The devil has already been judged on the cross. Satan was sentenced to death upon the Lord's resurrection. The devil, who has the power of sin and death, was already judged and sentenced to be thrown into the lake of fire when the Lord died on the cross. We are now comforting many who are suffering by giving the message that we should not follow the devil and believe in Jesus Christ and not be judged. That consolation is eternal, not just a temporary relief. This is the comfort that comes from receiving the forgiveness of sins when you believe in Jesus. The eternal comfort. The comfort that even transcends death. Jehovah Shalom. Not fearing death. You are given the peace that you can meet Jesus right away when you die. Without this, no amount of material possession can replace it. It doesn't matter how strong or healthy you are. People will most likely sin if they are abundant with riches and health. During Pastor Song's early days as an evangelist at a church in Los Angeles, the most heartbreaking thing he witnessed was that many Koreans ended up abusing drugs and asked for money when they came to the church. Now, of course, he gave them money because they asked for it. But when he talked with them and shared the gospel, everyone unanimously told their downfalls from immigrating from Korea to U.S., working hard to start market business or grocery, gas stations, etc. Then with that money, they used it towards alcohol, going to bars to show their faces around town. Then came gambling in Vegas, leading to losing all that they had worked up to. Unable to pay insane amount of loan they somehow accrued, they end up receiving death threats from lenders. And now, trying to cope with all the issues they got intimate with the drugs while the wife leaves with the children. With nothing else left, they end up on the streets. If we do not receive the remission of our sins by believing in Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God, once only our bodies become healthy, we end up on the pathway of sin, because we have the body of sin. Therefore, no one can overcome this world unless the soul is saved. Now, among those of you who are hearing this word, believe this is you also. Believe in Jesus Christ and receive Him right now. That way, when His blood flows in, all sins are blotted out, and through the Holy Spirit, we enter into the Word of God, and we can live in the eternal kingdom of God without looking at the world. According to the Word of God, it is not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. You must believe. Is there anyone who goes to church now, but is unsure of their salvation? 
Now is the time to truly believe with all your heart. Christianity is not a religion. It's not me asking and praying hard and trying hard to receive blessings. By accepting the grace given by the Lord, we are saved through the faith and we are saved through that grace. And the dead spirit is quickened. Only then, even if you live in this decaying body, you will conquer and overcome all the lusts of the flesh. And you will have the hope of wearing a new body when the Lord comes. This world is where you become a bride and prepare to meet the Lord. You must completely abandon your plans of enjoyment on earth. There will be nothing but disappointment otherwise. The woman in Samaria was dissatisfied with her husband as she remarried five times. But the sixth man, she just lived with the guy and met the Lord while she was lamenting. As she waited for the Messiah, the Lord visited her directly. Do you have a heart that truly waits for the Lord, who is the truth in your heart? If you are wanting to know what the truth is, and if there is someone out there who wants to meet the true God, the Lord will come to you if you give Him your heart. He also sends them through people. When you do, the Lord will enter your heart and everything will be resolved by receiving His eternal blessing. This world will be covered by eight-pound hailstones destroying people's gardens, houses, cars, livestock, some burning their skins, gnawing on their tongues from thirst, an era of nothing but blood to drink with the half of the population staggering across the earth addicted to drugs. The Bible says people will use their God-given tongue to curse Jesus and continue to worship sex, money, and science. What are you worshiping? Do you really only trust the Lord and do you only worship the Lord? Or are you still out in the world? Now is the time to sober up and stay awake. The Lord said he would come like a thief. However, he said that he would not come like a thief to those who are awake. Everyone, now is the time to wake up and meet the Lord. Now is the time to awaken spiritually. It's time to wake up from the wine of the world. It's time to wake up from the lust of the flesh. I hope you will be praised as a well-adorned bride at the Lord's coming. I also earnestly pray that you aren't devastated at the Lord's sudden coming, but that you will receive the crown of righteousness given to those who are earnestly longing for the Lord's coming. Amen.